If you enjoy this episode of Obscure Obsessions, please remember to rate us, review us, and subscribe. Thank you for your support. On this episode of Obscure Obsessions. Eight times yep. two? That's, that's 16. You were taught well. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Whistler. I was doing research. Oh, and the... <laughs> no one was asking us. We were in our grandmother's back room eating diabetic cookies. In our quarterfinals. <laughs> Weird sentence to say. After you die, you get... You sent- get sent to the house of now. <laughs> you get sent to a nightclub. And now... Here are your hosts. I say it's a fire up on baby up and die. I, say, I, I never I never really knew what they were saying in that. I think it's just gibberish. Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> we're Welcome. Ba- we're back. Welcome to our very first installment of a holiday special trilogy. So you get a special this month. Halloween, you get a special in November for Thanksgiving, and you get one in December for Christmas. Because we're festive, guys. We're festive. And we thought today that we would do not only a Halloween episode, but since we've had so much fun doing the other game episodes, that we would do another game. And this is similar to those sports fanatics that we have out there that play March Madness. In the what-if version of our lives, this is a sports podcast. (laughs) And, and we become Captain America. Right. But Although and, I guess I'd be Red Skull. But Captain America, who's really good at basketball. Right. But we're going to create a sort of bracket, if you will. We have some obscure, some not so obscure. We just have some movies that make us think of the Halloween season. And these and are movies that we would probably like to watch around this time of year. And what we're going to do with this knockout tournament, March Madness style, is we have 16, am I right about that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 16, five, six, seven, I think. 8, eight times yep, 2? That's, that's 16. You were taught well. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Whistler. <laughs> we're going to have those 16, and we're going to narrow it down to one movie. One movie to define the, obscu- ob- the ob- obscure obsessions Halloween season. Right. And Nick and I have to agree upon what we're knocking out. We have to debate each other about which goes next. And there are some of these I feel like might be hotly contested just amongst us. And this is a list that Nick and I have accumulated ourselves. I wrote one version, Nick added some, and we narrowed it down into pairings. Mm -hmm. So we have six, I I don't know how many rounds, knocking one out, moving on to the next one, and then that, if you, you'll figure it out. Right. We have quarterfinals, semifinals, and then exactly. the well, finale. Well put. And as always, not always, but we have our uh, head of the research department, Megan Zaccario. Hello. Who's here because we have so many movies that we're going to need her help now, now and then. And by help meaning her innocuously giving comments. Right. So, and as you'll notice, we have a brand new microphone. Oh, good point. We, so Megan has now been upgraded in this time between seasons one and two. Right, we're in whatever we're calling this, this in the middle. And How do you uh, feel about it, Megan? I feel fantastic. It's a pretty warm Halloween. Yeah, I've got to say, 98 degrees yeah. for October, it's, it's pretty good. It's war- I feel like we're in Hawaii. I feel like we're celebrating Halloween in Kauai. <laughs> Cousin Eddie's <laughs> <Yeah>. Halloween <laughs> vacation. Megan, what are you going as for Halloween this year? I don't really know. You look like you're going as Madonna, actually. <laughs> Madonna. Madonna. No, I don't want to. Okay, wow, so real, real fun killer there. <laughs> That's what she's going as for Halloween, a, a fun, the fun killer. killer. What were we trying to explain to Megan before about? Oh, she, Megan told us that she doesn't want to walk across the country because she would get thirsty. Don't she walk. would get thirsty. <laughs> don't walk, run. All right, right, even worse. It was a strange dinner conversation. <laughs> now, uh, hopefully there'll be no trick-or-treaters coming around uh, because... We don't like them. It's Halloween. Let, <laughs> let's... Uh, so let's start... Should we start with the left side of yeah, our bracket let's start first? left. So, yeah, here's how it will go. We'll mention both movies. We'll go through them. And then we will try to decide which of these two goes on to the next round. Okay, so the first on our list... We'll start with the left corner, right? Yeah, this one here? Yeah. So, we have in our first potential spot for the quarterfinals... Right. Halloween Town versus Under Wraps. Ooh. Now, this is a tough one. Very tough. Because, all right, what 
to you mm. resembles a better Halloween movie. Oh, it's tough. See, Halloween Town has the pure nostalgia. I mean, as does Under Wraps. Well, obviously, these are both Disney Channel original movies. Right. See, Halloween Town, I watch pretty much every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a period of time where I didn't... Although, I guess when I even stopped watching Disney Channel, I watched Halloween Town. Because it was still around. But Under Wraps was one of those that disappeared, and I don't even think is on Disney+. Plus. No, I had to buy it from iTunes when it was on sale. And when we rewatched it, I believe it was last year. Yeah, last Halloween. I remember being floored at how good it was. And, and that's the thing about both of these, is that they still hold up. But not only that, is they are, they're not just for kids. I mean, you can appreciate them as a kid. But they're also for adults to enjoy. And so I'm really torn because... I mean, do you pick Marnie or Bill Fingerbank? Patrick Starfish. Yeah. But I'm torn because Halloween Town has such pure nostalgia of watching Disney Channel original movies for me. But I almost think I like Calabar's Revenge more. And since that's not on this list, I'm tempted to put Under Wraps in the spot. Under Wraps, by the way, is about these kids that find a mummy. And it comes to life somehow. I forget, I forget the exact... Something with an amulet. He becomes their friends. And it's kind of like we had when Megan actually suggest, or um, talked to us about Monster Squad. Right. Except instead of being Frankenstein's monster... It's, it's a mummy. It's a mummy. And I believe they named the mummy Harold. See, the opening where it involved a garbage disposal, right? Yes, it's... There's something involving a garbage disposal. I oh, no. It's Remember, they're watching... It, they're, it's a movie within a movie. Right, because right. Because... But isn't it something... Miss, remember, it's the dad from Even Stevens. He, like, is about to stick his hand in the garbage disposal. Right, right, right. That part scared me so much as a kid that it's as a an... a genuinely ad- good scare. As an adult, I still remember how scary it was. So but, I almost... I so, don't know. So I feel like... We, we really started off with a hard one to under choose. Under wraps in that regard, I guess I was a little bit scared in the original Halloween Town. I think that what Halloween Town Calabar. for me represented was that it was this idea of there's some really interesting and fun. I just stabbed myself with the pen. I apologize. <laughs> but I think that there was more fun and yeah. sort of an enjoyable <sighs> Halloween atmosphere. Why did I put these two together? This is tough. This is so tough. what are we saying? I'm leaning, what are you leaning toward? towards under wraps but I almost feel like if we're talking specifically about a Halloween bracket yeah we might have to put Halloween Town in the other thing with Halloween Town is I can tell you a lot about the movie I don't know as much about Under Wraps I don't I, I, I know I love it but I haven't seen it enough because it was even like though it's a said, terrific movie it might even be better but i haven't seen enough of yeah it. it disappeared for so many yeah. years from my life oh. i think let's Although, put i think halloween town moves into the quarterfinals okay, halloween i agree with you megan was telling us actually that they're remaking under wraps right yes it's going to be coming out this october which would be october now. 2021 yeah so this month so it's yes. already come out probably we don't know <laughs> because this is hot because this is already october Right. Okay, so in let's the, move down the, to our other. So Halloween contender. Town takes, takes over spot. from Under Wraps. Now remember, now, Halloween Town still has to go through a few more rounds. Right. So, so we'll see. let you know. Hold on to your horses, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Hold those horses. And speaking of horses, speaking of Cyril Proudbottom, <laughs> which is a great. If if I had to name a horse in real life, I would name him Cyril Proudbottom. <laughs> from the now, I want to yeah, preface with this one. That this is going to be a very easy next choice for me. You think so? Yeah. Because we have, fighting for the next spot of glory, <laughs> Mickey's House of Villains versus <laughs> The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Now, for those, now I think we've mentioned this in another episode, but Ichabod and Mr. Toad is one of the best Disney movies, period. When I think of top five, any Disney movie, it's in there for me easily. Well, during World War II... Watch how I'm going to connect this. Okay. In World War II, Disney lost a bunch of money on a lot of failures. Uh Uh-huh. I think Bambi, Pinocchio, and Fantasia were not financial successes. But they were critical successes, right? But not financial. He also lost a bunch of his um, staff, the animators. So that's when they started to do those package films. Got it. Like Make My Music, Melody Time, Fun and Fancy Free with the Puppets. 
And then the last of which was Ichabod and Mr. Toad, which half of the segment is Wind of the Willows, has nothing to do with Halloween. No. But then the second half is, is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Which we've gone into de- Oh, that's probably when we talked about it on the Sleepy Hollow episode. Right. But the other ones are crap. They're mostly crap. They have a yeah. few good scenes in them. Oh, you mean the other package The package films. films. Mm-hmm. I agree with but that. Ichabod and Mr. Toad, again, if we're talking about genuinely scary... The segment that is Sleepy Hollow is still goosebump inducing. And it's very beautifully animated. Mm -hmm. And it's Bing Crosby. The Disney's House of Villains is awful. Is awful. Now, Now, which was worse, Snowden or House of Villains? Oh, House of Villains for sure. And here's why. So Snowden is the other... Is it a package film? I guess not. I mean, it's a bunch of animated shorts that centered around the House of Mouse. I think, I think that was just a direct-to-video. The concept of Snowed In is introduced within the first five, less than that, maybe two minutes of the movie starting. Right. Mickey's House of Villains, the concept is what if the villains took over the House of Mouse? And do you know when that happens? I think Five that- <laughs> minutes before the movie's over. And because of that, it felt really long. But also... The problem sometimes with House of Mouse was that they weren't always doing original cartoons. Sometimes they put in classic cartoons. Not that that's a problem. Sometimes they were good, and sometimes it was ones you hadn't seen. But it wasn't exactly a lot of original content. It was the trail of the Pink Panther of Disney afternoon shows. So in that regard, for me, when we rewatched this not too long ago, I remember being actually angry because... The concept that they're petitioning, which is what if villains took over the house? Which, of by Mouse? the way, why would Maleficent, Scar, and Frollo want to take over a nightclub? Why is Mickey allowing them to hang out in and Jafar? In, and Jaf- like these people, okay, and this Scar point, committed yeah. murder. Jafar, no. I believe Frollo committed murder. Fro- well, Frollo also died. Actually, they all died. This is some kind of weird afterlife <laughs> where <laughs> after you die, you get you sent- get sent to the house of Mouse. <laughs> you get sent to a nightclub. In that regard. It's no question for me. There's a quality yeah. movie of Ichabod versus... Not Ichabod versus... There's now a quality that, movie of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Ichabod versus Mr. Toad, Dawn of Justice? That's a movie I want to see. That I want to see, where it turns out that both of their mothers were named Martha. <laughs> and so they team up. The only good part, really... Some of the shorts were okay. But they were... That's a thing. But they were classic ones. And the ones that were original were, once again okay and none of it was particularly good it did have a good song when the villains take over it's our house now it's our go ahead i do kind of remember it it goes like it's our house now it's our house now that's like the only it sounded better when a professional was singing but yeah Yeah. so that was good but i agree with you although if you're going to pick two properties projects that involve compilations of cartoons no question for me no my question. vote goes to no question. ichabod and mr okay Toad. so in the quarterfinals we so have one round halloween town versus ichabod <laughs> and mr toad very weird <laughs> okay now we're gonna get to some classic literature <laughs> megan when you, what's your favorite book from classic literature are you a big scarlet letter fan are you like wuthering heights i can see you as, as a bronte fan i didn't read that book so the next round we have we have but in, in this theme, you're yeah, right. In this theme. Meg, I'm going to come back to you. I, want, I wanted to have an answer. We have two vastly different adaptations. But within the same time frame. In the same time frame. And involving some of the same... Uh, crew people? Co- Francis Ford Coppola oh, directed was... the first one. Mm-hmm. And he produced the second one. Got it. So we have Bram Stoker's Dracula versus Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Now, like you had alluded to... Francis Ford Coppola did the Dracula film. Right. Kenneth Branagh. A, Gilderoy, a, Gilderoy Lockhart himself. I don't know if he wrote it, but he definitely directed it and starred in Frankenstein. You want to know an interesting background on that one? Frank Darabont. You're right. From um, The Mist and Shawshank and Green Mile. He wrote the initial draft of it. And probably, the, I think, the draft that's credited. Yeah, I think that's But true. from what he has said is that Brana shot the script, but he shot it wrong. So, the, and at one point, Guillermo del Toro wanted to do his own version mm-hmm. of Frankenstein using the original Darabont script, oh. which would have been very interesting. But I don't understand that concept of he shot it wrong. Did well, because they explain maybe that? the inflections were wrong. Oh, I see. Or the attitudes were wrong, or the setup. From what I remember reading, is that 
he basically just wanted to make out with Helena Bonham Carter, and that's what all he wanted. Is to that shoot. the one where he cheated on Emma Thompson? It might be. Megan, find out if that's the movie. Yeah, find out what movie it was that Kenneth Branagh started an affair with Helena Bonham Carter, because he was dating another Harry Potter actress, uh, Emma, Emma Thompson. Thompson. So Kenneth, what's his, Kenneth Branagh and uh, Helena Bonham Carter, aka. Bellatrix Lestrange and several other Tim Burton films. Right. Now here's this is a challenging one for me because yeah. this one's an easy one for me. I have not seen Frankenstein. I've okay. seen the trailer a number of times. Okay. I was always interested in seeing it. Yeah. But upon reading reviews and hearing that it's not very good, yeah. I stopped seeking it well, out. Well, this one has oh god, what's his name? Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro as the monster. I also remember it having a really good rating. I think it's rated R for some horrific images. Oh. Which, if I, I don't know if I mentioned this on no, the show I, I don't yet. I don't think you have. But I love when the MPAA gives a bizarre rating. And, I love really crazy ratings. And a Helena Bonham Carter connection is Alice in Wonderland. In which... Has, I think, your favorite rating, maybe. It's rated PG for a number of things, but at the very end it says, including a smoking caterpillar... <laughs> That's legitimately on DVD cases. Yes, what, Megan? What do you got, Megan? The movie that I think where they, the whole affair yeah. had kind of opened up yeah. about was, I think, on the set of Love Actually. Helena That's Bo- like 10 years Helena after. Helena Bottom Carter. But it, well, the story kind of reappeared during when Love Actually came out, but they first no, met in... Who are you talking about? Helena Bottom Carter and... And Kenneth Brown. Helena Bottom Carter is in Love Actually? I didn't know that. I thought that's Emma Thompson. No, What's because, happening? No, because, Find he, out what the no, because she was married to Kenneth Braun. You're right. The problem with having Robert De Niro as Frankenstein's monster is he's Robert De Niro. <laughs> and you have Travis Bickle or you have uh, whoever. I think Frankenstein should always be a, an unknown. Because like, you have Boris Karloff was an unknown when he played Frankenstein. Oh, okay. But I think... De Niro, not only was he supremely miscast... Is he in it a lot? I remember seeing it once and thinking, I don't like Robert De Niro. It was the same way I felt when I saw... This is another obscure movie. Son of Dracula, where they have Lon Chaney Jr., who was a big guy. Uh Uh-huh. I think with Frankenstein's monster, you should have an unknown. And I just remember it being very self-indulgent. The Bram Stoker's Dracula, on the other hand... Right. I really liked that one, even though it's ridiculously over the top. Yeah. Because I remember I've seen it fully at least twice and in pieces a number of times. Yeah. But I think that I've either always been in the wrong mood or I just haven't bought into the over the top nature of the film. I do like the campy quality, though, of it. Because it, Dracula is a kind of campy story. Uh-huh. If you really, if you read the book, it actually reads like an episode of CSI. Oh, okay. because it, it's called an epistolary novel, right? Where it's made up of letters and newspaper clippings, right? But I think Gary Oldman, well, he's terrific. He's terrific. I mean, we of course referenced Gary Oldman in our um, Batman episode, where he later played a, a character who was at one point referred to as Buzzy <laughs> or Duke. Which one was? Which one? I forget I which think one. He's, I think he would have been Buzzy. Yeah, Buzzy. I think that if I would... I mean, and because of the fact I've only seen Dracula, my vote has to go to that. I'm almost interested, though, in seeing Frankenstein now that we've talked about yeah. it at, ad nauseum. I just remember it not being good. And I remember... I kind of am in, interested, should, though, no, to see... Everyone should watch that once. And I think Helena Bonham Carter becomes a monster at some point in the movie. Very strange. Because I think he's in love with... Oh. And the other thing is that they try to say that it's very faithful to the novel. And I remember it not being very faithful. The Bram Stoker Dracula is, is at least very faithful. Yeah. So I think our point goes yeah. to Dragulia. Dragulia. I have crossed oceans of time to <laughs> find you. That line from Dracula, it was the only reason Gary Oldman wanted to do that movie. Because he wanted to be able to say that line. That I have crossed. We'll talk about it more in the next round. Mm-hmm. But there's one truly atrocious performance in that movie oh. that you have to see just for that. I think I know which one you're Yeah, we'll talk about, about that in the next round. We still gotta go through quite a number of these. Okay, so this next one. I don't know. I, it could be tough too. We have 
Goosebumps, the 2015 Jack Black film. Not Gulliver's Travels. And not Goosebumps, the television show. (laughs) Versus Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Now, I bunched these together because, obviously, they're both featuring kids. They're both based on kids' literature. Kids, yeah. And... I know that you've seen them. I've seen them quite a number of times. And I know you have strong opinions. On both, really. I know you're a big Goosebumps fan, right? I really love the Goosebumps. You see, it's funny. I was always more a fan of scary stories to tell in the dark. Huh. I very. Well, what about Are You Afraid of the Dark? That wasn't a book series. That was, oh. But the TV series, I that I did watch, and that scared the dookie out of me. <laughs> but... I never was all that into... Okay, here's a, here's what I wanted to ask you, and maybe Megan will know this. Cause sure. I, there's an episode, I think, of Goosebumps. And the only part of it I remember is a shot of the stairs and blood dripping down the stairs. Does this ring a bell to you? Well, there was the cover of a book that was Monster Blood... And it was of the stairs, and it was like a slimy material coming down the steps. Well, maybe that was the... the I, I just have this... And Chilogy also. That's had... what I'm saying. They reused it for that. I just have this image of stairs in an old house with blood running down the stairs. It's possible that was the episode How to Kill a Monster. Don't quote me on that. Might be. I don't know. But this one's tough because the Goosebumps movie, the 2015 movie, I have problems with. Yeah. I do think it's fun, but it's not the Goosebumps live-action movie I would have wanted. Because it's one of these that... I, the I stories saw, come to life. Yeah, I and, saw it once, not knowing much about it. But also, as much as I love Mr. Jack Black, yeah, it's a weird choice to have him play... It's almost strange... Who does he play? R. L. He, he plays R.L. Stein. Almost as strange as having him play... Um, Carl Denham or Gulliver in the classic Jonathan Swift novel <laughs> Gulliver's Travel. And I think the problem that I had with it was that it was like it was definitely aiming more towards not being scary, right? More being fun and entertaining cuz I whereas the Goosebumps TV show straddled the line perfectly between being scary like legitimately creepy yeah. and also having fun jokey parts. Now, a scary story to tell in the dark. That does that better. Yeah, and I love those as a, you know, I they're truer to the, like, if you're saying Goosebumps doesn't accurately capture the books, mm-hmm. I think scary stories to tell in the dark And once again, does. bring this back to the theme, the scary stories movie takes place on the actual holiday. Right. And, and I remember being actually scared. I mean, I was, I mean, I was creeped out. Yeah, creeped out. Maybe not, well, it's hard for me. But at the same time, that one, I think, encapsulated the Halloween and the fall feeling a lot better. I don't remember if the Goosebumps movie actually takes place during then. It's just what someone might think of when they think of Halloween. They think of... Do you have have any... The second Goosebumps takes place during Halloween. Right. Which was... But not this one. No. Because it's the truer. last time we rewatched Scary Stories, I remember us not enjoying it as much as the first time yeah. we saw it. However, I do still enjoy the movie. Here's maybe a key thing to de- to help decide: is I would definitely watch it again. I don't know that I would necessarily watch Goosebumps again. I'm gonna give the point to Scary Stories. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. We're doing pretty so, well right now in our quarterfinals. <laughs> weird sentence to say: <laughs> Halloween Town versus. Ichabod and Mr. Toad, and Dragulia versus Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. All right, well, now we're getting to another <laughs> weird matchup. We'll go to the top of the next one, right? So let's go to our other contenders. So we're going to start I off. Like, I feel like we're on Sakaar. <laughs> I feel like Jeff Goldblum. I feel like the Grand Master. So we're now going to talk about a pair of haunted house movies, <laughs> which are vastly, well... Yeah, they're vastly different, but they're both kids' movies. And they are vastly different in quality. Oh, 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 very, very much so. One features the great Scream Queen herself. One of our fans told us that Christina Ricci is. Is, and I, I believe it. Or, and, as Megan once said, Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. We have Casper versus that seminal Eddie it's, Murphy classic, <laughs> The Haunted Mansion. <laughs> now, this is... This is another one that I'm torn by. Really? Because here's the problem. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm kind of like the Goosebumps argument. 
The Haunted Mansion is perhaps my favorite ride at Disney World. I didn't know that. I actually didn't. And we've been there a hundred times. That's one of my least favorites. Really? I just want to get on to the ride. I don't want right. to wait. In the, in the I would say Haunted Mansions or Pirates is perhaps my favorite rides. But the movie is not at all like the ride. At the same time, I do kind of enjoy how bad it is. You know, I hadn't seen it probably since it came out. And then we watched it last a few months uh, ago maybe yeah, maybe maybe time is not it's <laughs> not clear anymore no and i remember thinking this is not a good movie but i'm kind of enjoying my i'm not scared in the least no. i wouldn't say the same thing with casper either no, that's never, not scary either the, well when i was a kid i was very scared of the part when bill pullman falls into that pit oh and becomes right. and i was oh and i was i was also scared of the part when Carrigan falls off the cliff. Oh, you're right. Eric Isle's turning around in her big, gigantic, ghostly, think again, little man. <laughs> Dips. So that always frightened me. Here's the other as a thing, kid, too. As an adult. I, I liked the layout of Casper's haunted house more than oh, interesting. the haunted mansion. Because, all right, this is a thing about... Whipstaff? A, a scary, creepy old house has to look interesting enough to go into, right? Yeah. The, I kind of remember the Haunted Mansion just looking like your average, stereotypical, creepy old manor. And you know what? I can't really picture any specific quality about the house. I remember that. it has the part with the gate at the very beginning where the random newsboy who bikes through with a whole bunch of papers... Like, why is he there? Doesn't you know, he know that that... It's always funny. I'm remembering in Casper Meets Wendy, there's a, the paper Oh, my God, boy, you're right. The, where, where, Same exact thing. Where Wendy's hot for the paper boy. <laughs> and then the three witches, for some reason, they've made this goo, which they shoot at him. And then his papers <laughs> start attacking him. Oh, yeah. But with Casper's house, I remember there being, like, the sort of yellow windows in the But also kitchen. there's the whole thing that you just mentioned of the Lazarus machine. Oh, there's the Lazarus. Which is, I remember being so cool to look at. And I remember, yeah, and, and the whole um, ride that Yeah, that she has to go on. The chair. So, again, I don't know that Casper is a great movie either. No. But... And that's also said I'm, Halloween. I'm leaning more towards Casper because the Haunted Mansion movie did not capture the spirit of the ride. No. And for me, that's a big problem. And so. Casper, I feel like I've watched more. I'm more inclined to watch. I like Eddie Murphy. I love Terrence Stamp. It's just a matter of, of the two, which who I think represents Halloween or maybe the spookiness a little bit better. Yeah. I'm going with Casper. I'm, I'm, I'm going with you too. What would you go with, Megan? Of Casper and... Were you not paying attention? <laughs> no. I was doing research. Oh, and the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's a great excuse. I was doing research. <laughs> Between Casper and the Haunted Mansion. Go with Casper. Okay, we're moving on uh, back to some fertile territory. And some very hotly debated... Between... For Nicholas... I believe it's just called Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island and Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters, Monsters Unleashed. Unleashed. Now, as you know, if you're regular listeners of the podcast, Nick is a big Scooby-Doo fan. Yes. And we mentioned Scooby-Doo 2, I think, in the Tim Curry episode when we were talking about the witch's ghost. And then we've also mentioned the first live-action Scooby-Doo Film in another episode, I don't remember which. Maybe was it the game episode? Where at wherever it was. Either way, Scooby Doo has played a episode. big part of my life. And played I, a big part of in a weird way Taylor's life too, because I always was showing him. Yeah, I mostly I, I watched the show on my own, but I remember Nick would always bring over to grandma's house I guess they were VHSs at of, that time of the various and Scooby Doo too I mentioned the last time I hadn't seen. However, you have. In the interim, I have seen it. Now, Scooby-Doo on Monster... No. 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 You're getting the titles. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, I believe, is still on Netflix. And I watched it not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And that was part of that renaissance, right? There um, was that... Yes. There was There was three films, really, that came out within I, probably back. two or three years, even less than that. 
and it was Alien Invaders, Zombie Island, and Witch's Ghost. Right. And that was kind of as a resurgence was happening, but it was before the next set of television shows came out, which was What's New Scooby-Doo. I'm torn because of the fact that, once again, the live-action movie is funny. Scooby-Doo 2, yeah. But I'm wondering, is it a good representation of the show? Kind of... Not really. Now, by the way, I don't think either of these have to do with Halloween. Does the second one have to do with Halloween? No. no the, neither does the first. The first one, they're on spring break. Right, right. But I do think that when I think of Scooby-Doo, I often go to the animated stuff because that's the way that it's existed in the medium longest. And I liked the Scooby-Doo one, and I kind of liked Scooby-Doo too. Right. But it was missing for me the great twist. True. Hence the name Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. That was one of the things that I loved about Scooby-Doo 2 is that we get to see all the Scooby-Doo monsters come to life. That like, is true. Like Captain Cutler, the Tar Monster. And if I remember, I, I thought I predicted the twist and I really couldn't. But uh-huh. I remember not caring. Well, whose else is in this movie? Isn't Seth Green? Seth, Seth Green, Green is uh, Linda Carnellini's boyfriend. <laughs> right. And then uh, Alicia Tim, Silverstone. Batgirl herself. Nelson. Oh, heavyweights VHS pusher himself. <laughs> I didn't dislike it, but I remember liking the the first one more. Well, and like you said, off of that point, the twist in Scooby-Doo 1 is for sure way out of left field. Definitely. The one <laughs> And I will that... still fight you with Megan's collarbone <laughs> if you dislike that one. But the twist of Scooby-Doo 2, I won't reveal what it is for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but that one is a little bit more in line with what Scooby-Doo's usual true it's kind of like you saw it the twist in the second movie it's like it's like you saw a comment however but you have put up two scooby-doo films in which both have legitimate monsters right that that's one of the things i liked about scooby-doo on zombie island was they actually were going up against real zombies and they're evil cat people or something yeah, yeah the, the villains you find out are really almost like essentially werewolf yeah people. and so that's kind of fun it's a, it's a change from the typical Scooby-Doo. And it has perhaps... You know how we've mentioned some good movie food scenes? Yeah. Fred eats some cartoon beignets that I think look really tasty. Are they at a diner? Or am I thinking of Witch's Ghost? You're thinking of Witch's Ghost. There's a, there's they might one. be at a diner in, in that one, but the scene where Scooby and Shaggy eat every possible dish on the menu is in Witch's Ghost. Speaking of eating... I think I'm going to have some trick-or-treat uh, candy right Yeah, Megan, where's our, where's our snacks? It's right in front of you. Oh, thank you, Megan. There was a scene where they eat, where Scooby and Shaggy eat gumbo. Oh, that's true. That's right. My gut and my heart are telling me the same thing, and I'm going to probably have to go with Zombie Island. Again, I'm going to agree with you, because your point about what is the truer Scooby-Doo, animated is always truer. Mm-hmm. Even though I do think Monsters Unleashed has... Good stuff in it. And uh, they actually have a really fun cast as... I will still yeah. say that they were assembled a really great set of actors for You can't for go wrong two. with Matthew Lillard. I just, to me, I think of the animated stuff way more. So I'm going with Zombie Island. Okay. I agree with you. And out of so the... now we have Casper versing Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Interesting. Both based on kids' properties, True. I guess. Both about humans befriending non-humans. Very true. That actually would have been a great crossover. Casper, Casper and Scooby-Doo. And Scooby-Doo. That actually logically, Why didn't they think of that? That actually logic because We Casper, recently had Courage versus... Not Courage versus, but we had Courage <laughs> and uh, Scooby pair up. Yeah. That, that, and also, Casper was based on a comic book from Harvey Comics. Oh, yeah. And then they were... It was a TV series, a cartoon series. Mm-hmm. It would have been perfect. But hey, no one was asking us. We were in our grandmother's back room eating diabetic cookies. <laughs> Had kicks. Yes, Megan. One of the things I did remember about Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island was out of, like, the three that you had mentioned it that came out to get, like, every year. Uh I just remember the great Scooby-Doo film, but I just remember that one being the scariest. Like, the part when you find out who the the family really is. It was definitely scarier than the one when they go into a computer. The the cyber chase? Okay, let's move on to the next one. So now we're back into Disney Channel original movie territory. And we're talking about two... Very obscure ones, and one very, the, I might even say distressing. Quick, here's a quick one. What movie has Jim Carrey say, trick? Oh, Batman Forever. Absolutely. 
Now that's also also a Halloween movie. I should have included True. that one. Should have included that one. So these two very obscure, and and this one I hadn't even seen until like I told you about until it. Nick. T- well, I, I had heard of it, but you actually went ahead and watched it. Right. We're talking about Can of Worms and the Scream Team. Now you're probably saying who? Right. Because Scream Team was one one of those ones, much like Under Wraps, where it was a Disney Channel original film, but I think that it had gotten such scathing reviews for it being far too scary for there was definitely backlash to it and i remember i remember being a kid watching it premiere being uh-huh. freaked out by it and then it maybe showing once or twice maybe over the years and then totally disappearing until it reappeared on disney plus disney plus and that has a- another actor from casper I- you have mr eric idol and it also has the great Kathy and Jimmy. And it has uh, Tommy Lee, uh, not Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy, Tommy, Davidson. Tommy Davidson from, uh, was he in the Proud Family? Was he the in Living Color? Living Color. Now, the Scream Team is about these kids who are, they're cleaning out their grandfathers. Their dead grandfather. Their grandfather had passed away. and But I remember they were gone for like over a week it was. Remember? Yeah, they were out of school. for They missed a lot of school. And they get caught up with ghosts. Who are helping other ghosts, I think, cross over into, let's put it bluntly, heaven or hell. (laughs) But somehow there's a bad ghost out there that's killing the ghosts. So they're pulling the Abigail Gregory syndrome. But the humans are needed to do something. To stop the bad ghost. Because he's going to do this whole ritual. Do you remember when we watched The Frighteners? It was kind of like that in a weird way. It was. It actually was. And I remember there being a scene at a like a carnival or a fair at the end. That's the big finale. He, yeah. Did he become a giant? Or am I thinking yeah. of a simple wish? No, he, no, be, you're he right. does become a giant because I remember the whole point of what the villain wanted was that his wife was killed. Right, 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 right. Like in was killed by an and he had a big top like hat. his wife was killed by like an angry mob at the time. It was something like <laughs> Oh, I think like it was that. like a, like maybe she was like a witch or something. Right. Yeah, his 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 wife was killed because she was accused of witchcraft. Heavy stuff. And yeah. where is their mother? Was the mother dead? I thought they might have been separated. Oh, were they? Yeah, they were, it was they a, were it was a broken divorced. home. There was not too sure. much. It wasn't Mr. Boogity. No. <laughs> and that I remember being but now, looking back, like, we did rewatch it. I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble remembering it, which is not a good... Uh, but I also remember thinking, what was the big deal? Maybe because we're old and jaded now? Possibly. The, I remember the whole point at the end was, like, the kids are trying to tell the villain, which can't you remember what the villain's name was, were like, your wife will always be with you. Like, I understand you want her back. Yeah, they and killed then... her through the power of love. Yeah, it was it was heavy. But then his wife his wife comes back, and then they get reunited. It's like yeah, it, it's like all these years he's been searching a way to get his wife to come actually, back. Actually, that does sound like Bride of Boogity a little bit now that I think about oh. it. Oh. Then you have another movie called <laughs> Can of Worms, which the only oh. way I knew about this was from another suggested by based off of what you've watched recently and so i clicked on it because it has a very disgusting (laughs) alien as the you know title card and it's hard to describe really what's happening in this movie but long story short the (laughs) protagonist is this nerd who's also cool and the nerd thinks he's an alien or he just makes up stories about aliens it did have an interesting pulp fiction structure to it because we start in the middle of the story. Right. To go back to. And it begins with him. And I love movies about kid geniuses. Yeah. Where he somehow has. He's not an actual genius, but he behaves like one. And he's he can, designed a full satellite. To send a message in outer space that I don't feel like everybody else. I don't belong I here. I don't belong here. Come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, these various aliens show up. And they're aliens <laughs> not to abduct him. But to represent him in a legal battle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're lawyers and agents and managers who want to represent him. And through some circumstance, another friend of his gets kidnapped by aliens. His friend's brother gets kidnapped. Right, because don't they have a monster squad type um, treehouse? Yes. (laughs) And then there's a bully. Who's a bully? Uh, yeah, and oh, oh, that's right, too. Because the nerd is then assigned to play football. Right. Because his dad wants him to play football, right? right? It's like, because I want you to be cool. I was quarterback back in my days. And then he's in love with, of course, the popular girl. 
And she likes him too, but she doesn't want to tell him. Because you're a nerd and you wear glasses. Right. And there's a whole very odd montage where they're preparing for the Halloween dance. Remember this? Yeah. And it's a strange montage. Also, what they end up designing for the dance is really lame. They make this like... Essentially, it's a turntable. Right, they make a turntable that's digit. That he he runs off his computer. He has the lights <laughs> that are a, he presses and floppy disks. Yeah. And, and then the bully, in order to be a bully, because he's mean, he hacks it. He hacks into the computer system and makes things go fast. Go fast. <laughs> like this turntable gets hacked and it goes spinning really really fast, and the party is ruined. Right. Because that turntable spun way too fast. <laughs> and I remember the like the home ec teacher grabs She's a fire to hide. Um, what's that called? F- a fire, fire extinguisher. And blasts <laughs> the poor kid with. The poor, drenches this kid. And then he runs away because but he's so humiliated. At the center of this story is this kid being berated and barraged by a ton of different weirdly designed alien puppets and actually, to represent him in a court case. And actually, Megan pointed out to me that one of the stranger things about this movie is that the design of the aliens, they all have teeth. Like a full set of yeah, teeth. Yeah, you're right. And that's very disconcerting. Well, especially because one of them is is just a face and then feet right underneath his chin. What's the one that eats that gross hamburger? That one's the one that looks like a booger. Right, and he, he kind of it's like it's like Ivan oozes slime, and then he eats it like so. He eats a ear of corn, and then he farts out popcorn. <laughs> right, there's a lot of, I forgot about that. But yeah, part. but the other alien I thought that was creep was the one you were talking about. That basically, it is it, it was the orange and yellow alien where the eyes are like this. Yeah, and, he holds it. it it's and so that, yeah. But the, the problem between these two now, yeah, is that I've seen Can of Worms twice now. And I have absolutely no interest to watch it again. <laughs> Scream Team I've seen twice now, but I still don't want to watch it. It's a tough one. And also, which one feels... Okay, let's 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 go at this direction. Uh-huh. Which one feels the most... If you're going to recommend one of these to watch on Halloween, which one feels the most Halloween-y? Probably Scream Team. I would agree with you. Because there's the spooky element of... You know, these ghosts and there's something happening to them. Whereas Can of Worms is just a weird and gross movie. Scream Team could and probably was at one point kind of spooky and scary. Uh I don't think Can of Worms... I mean, when I I was a kid, I remember very vividly, purposefully not watching it because of the commercials just look gross and and scary. But it it doesn't... The fall season... Is totally lost. Is on not it. there, and it doesn't have the same. Scream Team feels like an okay ghost story. Yeah, not a terrific ghost story, but an okay one. Okay, so between Can of Worms and Scream, and Scream Team. Team, we're going Scream Team. That comes out victorious. Now, and finally, in our last spot here, we will decide who is victorious between the Adams Family from 1990 or, or the Witches. Was ninety one or ninety one? Or The Witches from 1990. This one's a little challenging, too. Both of these, based on some kind of source material, The mm-hmm. Adams Family was a TV series and was originally actually cartoons in The New Yorker. The Witches based on a Roald Dahl book, which is a very good book. Mm-hmm. Both remade into vastly inferior, insipid films. <laughs> and this is pivotal to understand. They <laughs> suck, these remakes. Do you get it? Do you understand? One has Anne Hathaway doing something. Ran out of uh, How to Hatch a Dinosaur from season three of Batman. <laughs> okay, so w- what are your initial thoughts on this, on, the, on these pairings? What I'm thinking is that Adam's Family, the first film, is not nearly as good as Values. Absolutely. I see why you did this, because now it's more challenging. Right, because if I had picked Values, I know that you would have gone Values, and I would have gone Values, too. The Witches I did watch a number of times as a child, even though it greatly disturbed me and still (laughs) to this day upsets me. Yeah. The transformation scene in which Bruno turns into a mouse is still vastly upsetting. And that one, well, the only thing I didn't like about Witches was that they changed the ending. Right. But... 
before that, it is genuinely disturbing and uncomfortable. Uh-huh. But is it a Halloween? I mean, it involves witches, yes. That's Halloween. I would be more likely to probably watch The Addams Family during the Halloween season. I, I think I would agree While with that. I think The Witches might be, between these two, might be the better movie, uh-huh. The Addams Family, to me, screams Halloween almost more than The Witches. Yes, Megan. I was going to ask you which role do you prefer Angelica Houston and more as okay. Morticia Adams or The Grand Highway? I didn't oh, even think about that. Megan, that is a good one. I had, I had, wait, wow. she, she, she's in both of these. Yeah, she's the Grand High Witch. That, wow. was, that was a complete She's the Grand, that was a complete she's the Grand High Witch in <laughs> The Witches, and she's Morticia Megan in The Megan just Adam earned family. her keep, everybody. Good job, Megan and Reynolds. Good question. I, I still ooh. say, oh, I might be Morticia. She's my favorite Morticia. Now, but she's really ooh. intimidating as I think the I Grand like her High better Witch. as the Grand High Witch, but... I don't dislike her as the other one, but oh, Megan just made things complicated. Well so done. Now is that changing your no? Uh, but it's a good question. She's she's terrific in both parts. I'm. I'm I just remember the first time seeing the witches, especially the whole that whole scene, the transformation scene. Yeah. And even well, the other part that scared me was anytime she took her mask off. Yeah, that I, was terrifying. So that is scarier. It, well, which would you say is scarier, witches or? Oh, witches for sure. But which is more Halloweeny? I think it's got. I think it's got to go Adams. I, mean, last, I think I'm going Adams Family because, like, like min- we said, the witches I could almost watch at any specific time of the year. That's a good. That's a good way of looking at it. So let's say Adams Family. Okay. The last ten minutes of Adams Family take place during Halloween because remember they. Oh, all right. They um. At the end, after Fester realizes that because he had amnesia, yeah. Then so then that is a, so up. then that actually does push it. That does make sense. Okay, so still right, both so good movies. Now he we have in the quarterfinals. We'll move back to our one side. Okay, we have how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right, we have eight films. Okay, contending for the final spot. Oh, we have two more rounds to go though. Yep. Okay. <laughs> So, Halloween Town versus Mr. Toad. Okay. This is tough. What do you think? The thing that is edging this for me. Yeah. Both films are good representations of the Halloween season. True. However, Mr. Toad, I believe, is shorter. So, if you're in the mood to watch more than one thing in the Halloween season, if you want to do a double feature... Halloween Town is longer than Mr. Toad, so you can't necessarily double feature that. Here's the counter argument. Ichabod Mr. Toad is only half of a Halloween movie. That's true. Now, the first time I ever saw this movie was before I was going on on a 11th grade trip to Philadelphia on October 30th. And I watched oh. it for the first time on Halloween. Wait, Mr. Toad, you're Mr. saying? Mr. Toad. And I remember thinking, it was, I got up really early and I watched it because it, it happened to be on it was Halloween. I remember thinking, oh, this is a really good half of a Halloween movie. Okay, that's fair. But Halloween Town is a full Halloween. Th- yeah, it's a full Halloween movie. I will say this. This isn't saying which one's better. Right, no. We're, we're, remember, our goal is to find the... What? Mr. Toad will always be within my top five favorite Disney films of all time. But if you go off of that argument, I'm going to have to say Halloween Town edges it. I Therefore, so. putting Halloween Town in the semis. I think so. So we're going Halloween Town in the semis. Okay, Halloween. All right, let's move on to the next one. Dracula versus Scary Stories. Ragul, Ragulia versus Scary Stories. Once again, same argument. <sighs> this is Dracula t- isn't necessarily about Halloween. <sighs> What's our goal again? The number one <laughs> film that encapsulates our the obscure obsessions Halloween. Okay, obscure. Remember that. I still think the point has to go to scary stories because I agree with you. <laughs> because here, here, look, the other thing that you know, scary stories. Not only is it set at Halloween, the Bram Stoker Dracula also has a lot of weird romance in it, and it also has mm. the atrocious Keanu Reeves. Keanu, I love Keanu Reeves. He's right. a, he, 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 he's a sweetheart, but he was not meant to not, be in this movie. He was not supposed to be Jonathan Harker. Uh, Gary Oldman is like a pencil sharpener. That is eating the pencil that is <laughs> Well, because they, you're right. They share quite a number of scenes together. 
And Gary Oldman also has a very campy performance. You know, there's the part where in the beginning where he... But campy, not meaning bad, just entertaining. No, not campy, but it's campy scary. Sure. And is that Halloween-y. And there's the part where he, like, cuts himself or something, and he's, like, basically, like, licking his hands Oh, yeah, you're right. So, uh, it's not actually a hard decision for me. I'm going Scary, scary Stories. Scary Stories. And Scary Stories has... Oh, God. The, the, we'll talk about it in the next round, too, because mm-hmm. I want to know what your favorite segment is. Ah, that. very good. Okay, so we have... All right, so now we have Halloween Town versus Scary Stories. Okay. So, let's move on to the next. Casper <laughs> versus Scooby-Doo. <laughs> On Zombie Island. Oh, okay. I'm going Zombie Island. I'm going Casper. We've reached. We've reached. Uh, Megan, why'd you do this, Megan? What do you think? It's a tough one. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but isn't off that same argument. I see what you're saying. But I also I like Casper more than Scooby Doo on Monster Island. That's not a movie. Zombie Island. <laughs> Megan, please. I think you're right. Remember, remember, we're talking Halloween movies. Which uh-huh. is the truer Halloween movie? Casper. Casper. I I understand. Sorry, Scoob. I lo- I love you. You still be my number one. Yeah, I, I I think if we're going Halloween, Scooby Doo on Monster Island. Not who, a film. Who does Scooby? Or um, that's uh, Scott Inez is the voice okay. of. Who's also very good. Mm-hmm. He because he shaggy. he's Shaggy and Scoob. Which isn't God. usually the pairing. Because it's usually Frank Fred, Welker, right? Frank Welker is Fred and Scooby. So I'm going to say Casper. All right. I still think the best voiceover for Shaggy is Casey Kasem. I think you're right, but he, that's not the question. <laughs> but he's also, yeah. isn't, he, isn't he dead? He's dead. Way to bring the conversation down, though. Thanks, okay. man. Now we're at Scream Team versus <laughs> the Addams Family. <laughs> oh, there's no question about that Addams Family. I'd probably go Addams Family. I think I would too, because did Scream Team take place at Halloween at all? I don't. Yes. Oh, it did. Oh, it did. Or he, I think it goes, also goes back to the argument. Well, yeah, it's the better. It's the better. That all right. Putting aside the fact that one's a TV movie and one is a major motion picture. Yeah. I think that there's still just a love that I have for the Adams family camaraderie, the material. Yeah. No. And I agree. while I think Values is still the better movie. Putting it between these two. Because who who else is in an Adam's family? So you have Mr. Raul Julia. But who, who's not in Values? Is there any... Who, who's the villain in... Oh. Um, it's, it's, in it's the lady, right? Um, it's the con artist. Yeah. I can't remember who she... I mean, look. The second one also has um, Joan Cusack. So it, it, without a doubt, is better. But like, I guess if I were to say Halloween, I don't necessarily think Scream Team... I don't always think Adam's Family either. Yeah, but However, to, I, I if think I had to put one over the other, it's going to be that one. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's on, on... But every year on Freeform or when it was ABC, they would always show the Adam's Family during Halloween. True. But then does that make it obscure enough to be our choice? So we'll, that, that might factor into we'll have to see. our next round. Okay, so in our next round, we're now at the semis. <laughs> I'm so popping a now, semi. Now we have... <laughs> we're at... Halloween Town versus Scary Whoa. Stories is Hell in the Dark. I don't know. You know what? This is tough. You know what is a little interesting about Scary Stories is Hell in the Dark? It would be very me. interesting. The movie starts off on Halloween night, and then the rest of the movie takes place after Halloween. Interesting point. So does that then apply to my Ichabod huh. Mr. Toad rule? I don't know. Well, you asked you yeah. asked a question in the last round about. Well, one of the interesting things that I sort of fascinated with this movie is it's essentially an anthology film that they've made into a single narrative film without taking apart the fact that the stories themselves. So it's the it's the thing of the goosebumps where the stories came to life. Yeah, this takes the monsters and makes them part of the narrative. But it's not that. Scary Stories is the same novel in the... Isn't it in Goosebumps that it's literally the R.L. Stein books coming to life? Yes. But in yes. Scary Stories, it's not the author's book coming to life, right? It's, it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's the book of Sarabellos. Right, right. Which those have the creatures. So when the kid who has eats the stew, right, his monster comes out as that's happening. Yeah, but it's, it's not that they're 
it's like there's nothing meta about it the way no. that no, you're and right. also in scary stories Sarah's writing the story as the kids have the book yeah or that's at least true now so you have how many stories three I think it's four well there's four? the scarecrow there's the zombie there's the spiders that happen to Ooh, Ruth yeah. then there's the pale lady and then there's the jangly, jangly man. man oh and the haunted house yeah and the so, toe the toe's a zombie one the toe's yeah, a zombie yeah. One. Ooh, which one's your favorite because those are huh. all pretty good. I know we were obsessed with the jangly man. <laughs> that, when it first came I out. That, I thought that was the scariest monster in the movie. I think that it's the most interesting designed monster. Yeah. But I think the scariest one... Hmm. The scarecrow one actually messed me up a lot. That is scary in the disturbing thought of what because happens. Because, once again, you don't see what happens... It's the idea of what's happening. Yeah, they give you a little tease. And then it cuts away. Yeah. I was very... So you're saying that one? That, I think, is the one that is the most upset. Because I think what used to always scare me as a kid and still kind of upsets me is when it's people being turned into something. You mentioned that on another episode. I can't think of what episode we were talking about, but you said about well, turning into something. an example like that happened The Adventures of Pinocchio, the donkey transformation That's true. scene. It's that, upsetting. Was, that was terrifying. Or Witches. Uh, which is really the one I was thinking The of. one that scared me the most was the toe one. Yeah, that one's yeah. pretty his, gross. His, his that, had a, that had a really big jump scare. It's like the, that, that's the one. Like, he's under a bed or something. Yeah. So that's a fairly scary movie set on Halloween, though Megan makes an interesting point. It's really, majority it's of it happens in November. the last two days. So is it actually a Thanksgiving movie? <laughs> okay. Because the, it's like the first 15 minutes, it's Halloween night, and then it's November already. I will put this, though. Yeah. Is Halloween Town at all scary? While it might give you the feeling of Halloween, are we talking about a movie that might actually scare you? Now, does is scaring the only thing to qualify for a Halloween movie? That's true. Which one feels the most Halloweeny? Halloween Town. I, Megan I says say. Halloween Town. Nick, I'm inclined to agree with her, even though That's I think, tough. based off of those two, yeah. what is more visually interesting, more scary, are the scary story monsters. Oh. But if I'm saying which one, I think I would probably watch in order to get into the feeling of the yeah. holiday. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Halloween Town. I think I'm going to agree with you. I think is Scary Stories the better film? Maybe it's wrong mm. to compare those two because sure. they're not the same type. But if I'm looking to get, if it's October, well, it was October 1st, 30 days ago, or right. whatever it was, I'm probably going to watch both of these. But I would probably get the feeling of the holiday more from Halloween Town. Yeah. So Halloween Town goes into our. Final, Final spot. Final spot. Okay. All right. Now we have Casper versus <laughs> the Adams Family. I have a definite answer with this one. Yeah. I think it's Casper. I think it is Casper, too. Look, Casper has Christina Ricci and Bill Pullman. And Bill Did Pullman. we mention we that mentioned Bill Pullman. Oh, I mentioned the, the part where he falls to his death. I mean, it has Kathy Moriarty giving a better performance as Cruella DeVille. <laughs> That's a good point. And even... Glenn Close. Right. It has Eric Idle, Dr. Nigel Channing, <laughs> who there's a scene where he starts burning his cast and he goes, Duh! Do you know the other part that I remember you always liked? It was when he and Carrigan are on the, the, um, the chair. Oh, the I chair. know. Where <laughs> and part of, part of it is this shaving part. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the, is that the part you were thinking of? Yeah. And, uh, but I do love, I do love a good scream take. And when he, realizes that his cast is on fire that's pretty great but in the in the in the shaving scene the you know the blades start moving and he starts <laughs> doing karate <laughs> to try and fight it off the other yeah. thing that movie also has the great voice actors who did stretch fatso oh yeah you're right uh and stinky and stinky it has a very emotional story that casper was a little boy who was 
caught pneumonia yeah, he, and died. Rosebud. And his yeah, and his father. I thought, but what, I thought it was like an accident. Like wasn't this something about like a, like he like fell? I think they tried to play it off that way. That's what I was always it, thought. I thought but if a... you really read the article, it says about him getting pneumonia. I don't think they wanted to say okay. he got pneumonia and died. And then his I, father's obsessed with resurrecting him. I thought it was that's that, pretty spooky. I because I used to think it was that. He was like playing out in the lake, and he fell in a frozen lake. And I was thinking the trick. But what I will also say this though: it has perhaps one of the most unsettling lines ever said in a children's film. Go ahead. Which is as Christina Ricci is falling asleep, and Casper whispers in her ear, <laughs> "Can I keep you?" It also has cameos from uh, very randomly uh, Mel Gibson, Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> it ha- it's set in the same universe as Ghostbusters. Oh right, who are we gonna call? Someone else. And it has Father Guido Sarducci, <laughs> who people probably don't know. He's the priest in that. Yeah. And he was a character played by that actor Don Novello, who was kind of like a Paul Rubens, uh-huh. where how Paul Rubens adopted Pee Wee Herman as his persona. Right. Don Novello was this fake priest dr guido sarducci right and he would appear on snl and things but nowadays he's only remembered for that small cameo so and then again has the feel of christmas not christmas it has the feel of halloween with the trees and everything so i'm thinking we have in our final spots our big contenders oh this is so tough this one oh. halloween town Versus Casper. Oh. This is not at all how I thought this list was going to end you th- up. What did you predict? Did you have any predict? I predicted Mr. Toad would make it closer to the end. Yeah, Mr. Toad got far, but he didn't get. He didn't make it all the way. And sort of same thing with uh, Scooby Doo. Oh, this is a tough one. I'm. I'm. I don't. Maybe we should just turn off the mics and not answer this <laughs> question. And the answer is <laughs> cut to black. With the Sopranos ending, where we just <laughs> cut to black. Megan, what if you had between these two? Good question. Key question. It's a pivotal question. It's tough because they're they're both great movies to watch during the holiday. I will say this: neither film is exactly like each other. It's yeah. not like we put yeah. two that are kind of like they're it. They're very to back. different. I mean, they're both, I guess, aimed. Well, they're definitely aimed at kids. Uh huh. One involves Debbie Reynolds, the great Debbie. Reynolds. One involves Steven Spielberg. He produced Casper. It's true. Here's my two cents. Halloween Town and its subsequent films, I know for sure I watched a number of times. There's definitely a period in which there is a lull that I did not watch Casper a lot. Okay. Off of that, Desert Island pick, and it was one of these two to get me through the Halloween season on this desert island, which, how do I know that it's the Halloween season? Don't ask me. Because the palm trees are turning orange. <laughs> I'm leaning towards Halloween Town because the feeling of it is that it's a full parallel world yeah. that is centered around the holiday. See, I'm willing. See, I actually had the opposite. I watched Casper every year, but there were years where I didn't watch Halloween Town. Uh huh. But. Let's also factor into this question. Because I'm actually okay with picking either one of these. Because right. they're both... Not what your first choice were. They weren't my first choice at all. I actually thought... I don't know. I, I, I thought maybe Scary Stories would go a little further. Oh, it got pretty far. It got pretty far. Where are the obscure obsessions? True. Which one is more obscure? Or is either really obscure? Not really. Not really. They're, they're both fun movies. But... Obscure speaking, well, Halloween Town or Casper? I'm this I would, this hurts off of obscurity. Casper, you think so? More people, let's talk of my age. Yeah, grew up watching Halloween Town and its subsequent films. I don't know that there are all the people that watched Casper Meets Wendy or Casper's Spirited Beginning or Casper's <laughs> Enchanted Christmas, but we did. We did, but I'm I'm still thinking that Halloween Town represents the spirit of the holiday slightly more than I Casper. Think you're right. I think if I had to pick one again, if I'm gonna get into the mood of Halloween, mm-hmm. Casper has Halloween elements to it, right? But it's certainly not the overriding thing of it. And 
Halloween Town, the whole movie takes place during Halloween. That's true. It's it's almost the Die Hard. It, 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 it does a, take place in the one day, and it has it actually follows the unities pretty well because it takes place in one day. It has pretty much one storyline for the right. most part, and it takes place in almost one location, not quite. So I think we've arrived at oh, our answer. Destiny has made it so, and I believe that the film that will be Obscure Obsessions Halloween film is Halloween Town. Congratulations, well Marnie. Done. Thank you, Megan. But even though you would pick Halloween Town too. Yeah, I am definitely more of a fan of Calabar's Revenge because when you talk about traumatic sequences, when... The parents get turned into monsters. That is pretty yes. creepy. When they used to show that on the promo, I, the first time I saw that promo, I was like, I'm, I'm having nightmares tonight, for sure. And I then I saw the movie, and I still had nightmares. The thing for me, though, I never thought that Cal was all that interesting of a villain. And looking back, he's just a guy. Yeah, and I know that in real life, they're like... Marnie and Calabar's son... Yeah, Calabar's son are... <laughs> Megan's eyes almost exploded. Cal, yes, Cal. Cal. Cal are They are together. They're not engaged. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy, though, with that answer. Halloween well, Town? I'm a happy, too, but I also like the journey that we've taken. Yeah, I mean, if you look, at... look back at our list here, I will say a lot of these films do still hold up as an entertaining and enjoyable films to watch if you want to be... A little bit in the mood for yeah. being spooked. Actually, you can watch any of these. Maybe not Mickey's House of Villains, but but any of these <laughs> and feel the spirit of the holiday. Yeah, all these can get the into the uh, get you into the mood. If you also want to get into the mood for Halloween, you might also listen to a few of our other episodes. Oh, like our Sleepy Hollow episode. That's true. Our Tower of Terror episode, mm -hmm. and I think the. Brain Drain episode where we talk about Monster, Monster Squad. Squad. So any number of these to get you set for the scariest day of the year. For one of the worst days of the year where people are ringing on your door and bothering the hell out of you. Unless you decide to do what we often do, which is putting the bowl of candy at the front. And if someone steals it, they steal it. And I live over a garage and no one even knows anyone lives there. So it's perfect. <laughs> Any of these movies, definitely check out or check out some of their sequels. That's Casper true. Meets Wendy, Adam's Family might, Values. Casper Meets Wendy might actually even be better than Casper. It might be. Maybe that's for next year. But that does it for our very first Halloween special. I think it was a success. I think it was. Halloween Town from 19... Something. Something. 1998. 1998. Be sure to check back next month. When we have our Thanksgiving special, which we have something very fun planned for you. We hope that you enjoyed our first installment of our holiday special trilogy. Thank you for tuning in. As always, I am your host, Nick Zaccario, joined by my cousin and co-host, Taylor Zaccario. And we have, of course, with us, as, as not always, but sometimes, sometimes, the head of our research department, Megan Zaccario. Thanks for joining us again, Megan. You're welcome and have a great night. Again, what if they're listening during the day? <laughs> you don't take this into consideration. Every time you're on the show, Megan. What if they're listening in the afternoon? Let's be considerate. Just because we're recording it's at night. It's Halloween night. Oh, you're right. No, this is a week. This is a Friday before Halloween, Megan. What's wrong with you? Isn't Megan, it? you don't know our release <laughs> schedule at all. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you later. Have a great Halloween. Bye-bye. Obscure Obsessions is directed, written, and edited by Taylor and Nick Sicario, and is a co-production with Tan Productions. Special thanks to Anchor for podcast distribution and to Twin Musicom, Stockwaves, and Walpurnian Music for providing the score. Follow Obscure Obsessions on Facebook and Instagram, username at ObscurePodcast in all lowercase, and on Twitter, username at ObscurePod, uppercase O and uppercase P, for episode details, previews, and more.